You are now listening to the No Clip No Clip No Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the No Clipping Podcast. I am one of your hosts by the name of Juan the Engineer, and I am here with your boy Ace, also known as Dre the Engineer on Instagram. Go follow me. We're not joined here by Stacks today. Stacks is yeah, on. Yeah, boy, Stacks is yeah. He, he out right now. He, he, he <laughs> going, he continue, you know, he's going, he on his business, but he's, he will be here. Yeah, he will be here. We just decided to do a, a podcast episode today and give a little knowledge out there for all upcoming audio engineers or producers who are looking to get into the music industry. And uh, I know it's kind of hard to try to get um, some type of knowledge in uh uh, recording, mixing, mastering, whether it's even um, mic placements or arrangements or so forth. You know what I mean? So what we're going to do here in this process on today's episode of the No Clipping Podcast, we are here to give you that guide. You know what I mean? And yes, what we sir. Yes, sir. and what we implied last episode that we did where we basically told everybody the same thing. There is no wrong way of mixing there is no wrong way of mastering, but there's a button here, guys. But you have to make sure that you are going by industry standards all the time, no matter what. Industry standards are very important to have. You have to make sure that you are mixing the right way you are recording the right way you know and this is what we want to do here on the no clipping podcast we want to be able to, to inspire other upcoming engineers upcoming producers with the knowledge that we were taught we want to provide that same knowledge to you guys but let me just tell you one thing this is not the only place you can always get knowledge from as you know we came from full cell university where our bachelor's in science graduates and audio production. We've went through the in and outs of everything. I felt like we were already in the industry. But no matter what, every single day, there is more to learn. No matter what. There's yeah, skill sets right. everywhere. You know? So and not only that, mm-hmm. to add to what my boy is saying, we understand. Don't nobody want to go through the long process of going to school. We don't really want to do, you know, go get in debt for student loans. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing here tonight is providing you, not only tonight, but on this channel in the future. From here on out, we're here to provide you with knowledge mm-hmm. so that you can grab and go out in this world and test, practice, and come up with your own creation, your own creativity, so you can do what you have to do in the industry is it producing? Mm-hmm. Is it mastering? Is it just engineering? Or you just want to do some audio editing? We gonna give you the goods here at No Clipping. No but Clipping. Now, we do have one solid rule here at No Clipping that we want everybody to go by, and that is no, no clipping. clipping. <laughs> Indeed, no clipping. You can't clip, and this is the most important thing when we say you need to fo- follow industry standards. This is why, and, and you're going to learn this on the No Clipping Podcast. You're going to learn why uh, you can't be clipping when it comes to vocals. You can't be clipping when it comes to uh, mixing and mastering. You know what I mean? Like all that. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure that you keep 
the industry standards put in place, no matter what. So just to start off and let you guys know the same thing, you know what I mean? When I first started off with the mixing and mastering process, uh, let me tell you something. When we went to Full Sail University, there was a class that we took. I forgot which one it was, but um, I, you probably could help me out with this, Ace. Do you remember there was a class where they were showing us the the jobs that were provided to us as engineers and what we had to do is do our research on i think that was instructional music something like that yeah instructional music, something oh, like that. structure of music one, yeah the that, one that was like um we had to understand the chain of command of from the artist the label yes like how we, we had to act like we was hiring or building the um a label of mm -hmm. scratch so and it was like, okay, I didn't, that, that was my first class. I, I even like, dang, is it that many people got their hand in one track? Yes. Like, a lot of people got to get paid. I'm so happy that you, call. I'm so happy <laughs> that you said that, bro, because <clears throat> this is why I bring that up. It's because the same exact feeling I felt when I first seen that. I'm like, wait, what? So they have so much chain, like they got so many people in command and it's, it's a whole chain of people. You have like at least right. four to five different producers. You have four to five different engineers. You have three different songwriters. You have the, the artist and you have another artist. And it, it was just so insane on how the way record labels work and the way they have so many people infused in one track. And when you go ahead and look at the credits, and this is something I've never seen before because I, I would always just listen to a track and don't mind anything. But we, as soon as I started hearing about so many people in, 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 in the chain, uh, they told us to go look at Spotify. And right. I think when you right. see the actual credits of the song, you can see the people who are part of that song. So normally, man, a lot of yes, people, a and, lot of people. and I'm sorry, guys, if it probably might, you know, disappoint you, because honestly, at this point, uh, there were certain times when I would look at credits and it'll disappoint me to know that the artist wasn't one, the one who wrote the track. It was somebody else. They just performed it. It, it hurts. But in the long run, it makes things more adventurous. To have a bunch of people in command. And think about it, guys. These are tracks that didn't come out just right there on time. It took right. years for those tracks to come out. It'll be a track that was recorded today, and you won't even hear it till uh, 2025. That's how crazy right. it is. But but that's the reason that's the reason being for this, for this engineering process, for producing process. You know what I mean? It's this is what the industry is about. It's creating with each other and not being in so much of a rush to drop a track, you know. And and I it might be confusing, like, hey man, what what are they talking about? I should, you know, because I used to think the same thing. Oh, we give an artist a beat, they take it to the studio, record it, mm -hmm. the engineer do a job, and they release it. Yeah. But that class shines so much light, like. No, it ain't that simple because you got an executive producer, you got the head producer, you got the executive uh, engineer, you got mm -hmm. the, then a master insect, then you got to get clear with the label. So it's a long process. Like like one was sitting here saying, it's like it might take two years to release one album. 
Mm-hmm. We sitting here thinking that the art is recording this the same year, but they probably recorded it last year sometime or two years from now. It just take a long process to make one song. It ain't mm-hmm. all about recording it. So like the artist might know he, he might be ready to go in recording. He might record the song. Okay, now it gotta get cleaned up by the engineer. It might now it gotta get uh mastered. Then they gotta go through so many chains to get clear. Credit sheets gotta be Really now, mm-hmm. everybody got to see who's going to get their cut. The uh, labels in here saying, uh, no, nah, wait a minute. We're not, we not going to, we're not ready to release it right now because they might have another artist on the label doing good. And this album right here might kill the other artist shine. Mm-hmm. So it, that put that artist in the backside of things to get a release. So it's like, everybody want to be the artist or want to be a rapper or want to be engineers. And, and you have to get in your head, like, it's not just going to be you working with you mm-hmm. it might be 10 others got 10 other people doing the same job you're doing right beside you working on the same track um that's why most people nowadays want to go independent but even independent you're gonna have to hire somebody to do the thing because you're only one person if you're the artist mm-hmm. you might not know how to produce the track engineer the track yeah uh master the track so they're gonna be coming they're gonna be more money spent out of your pocket trying to go independent to keep some of the label from mm-hmm. those and taking over most of the money yeah. so we got to be real mindful of how we want to approach this industry and because and, and sorry to cut you off there ace and also just to point out too i understand everybody loves to wear all the hats do you know what i mean recording artists audio engineer producer you know what i mean marketer uh you want to be a record label uh, a record label CEO, you're gonna mean like you gotta understand something, guys. This thing comes in process. If you are an upcoming artist, if you are an audio engineer, if you are a up upcoming audio engineer, upcoming producer, um, get yourself involved. Get yourself involved in projects, regardless of it. I understand everybody is willing to get paid in this industry. But let me tell you something. If nobody knows who you are, you will not get paid. Simple as that. Yes, you right. might fall yes, you might fall along the lines of somebody new, you know what I mean, and he comes through with everything else. Get involved in these projects. You know what I mean? Of course, get right. your paperwork right. You know what I mean? Number one, get your paperwork right when it comes to producing beats, when it comes to actually getting credit for a song. Get your paperwork right. But get yourself involved. And this is something that I learned from uh big shout outs to Alchemist, man. You know what I mean? Ever since that um that mastering class that uh that my man Ace, you know, got me for my birthday and shit. Um ever since that class that I've been taking so far, I, all I have been doing is basically learning newer things every single time. And I'm getting better and better at what I do in producing. When it comes to engineering, when it comes to anything whatsoever, I'm getting better. Um, that's that's another thing. Don't be afraid to go seek knowledge from other people yeah. that have made it. You know, it courses out here that y'all can get into, and if it's something that you want to learn, mm-hmm. why not go and you know invest in something that you know you want to like. You want to sit here and learn. It might tell you something. They of course they're gonna tell you something you don't know. They're gonna learn something in there, of course. And, you know, it, it beats going and paying, you know, going to college, paying a full degree. And, you know, so the courses out here, just, just take them. If you're interested, mm-hmm. especially, you know, Alchemist is my boy, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's his, he's a fan of Alchemist. So, yeah. 
of yeah. course he gonna understand him better like so find someone out here that you can understand and you know if they got they got a course that you can buy get the course you know because right sitting still and wanting to learn it's not gonna get you nowhere and you, you so know you gotta you gotta move you gotta move forward to try to learn anything yeah like mm-hmm. learn, you gotta move forward. You gotta, we gotta strive. Cause sitting still got you where you at now. Indeed. Nowhere. And and so you gotta move forward. The good thing that you brung that up to Ace is because we're gonna save that for another for another show because I would love to talk about it. I I definitely got something in mind. I love the fact that you bring that up because I have something in mind, and it's it's about a book that I wrote. Yeah yeah, I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write it down. It's about a book <laughs> that I. It it's a it's a book that I read, and I want to be able to share that with everybody, uh, because uh, it have a lot of very interesting um information in there. So we'll we'll save that for later on. But indeed, yes, indeed, I got some knowledge from Alchemist, right? And Alchemist basically also gave us a story on how you know he was brought up in the game, and. Mainly more, Alchemist was the type of person who just, you know, he made beats, he made beats, he made beats. Of course, you know, you know, he had to get his paperwork right. But the problem, the problem is with this is that, well, the main thing about this is that no matter what, Alchemist always got himself involved in projects. And that's right. what got me to work with Big Pep. You know what I mean? That's what got me to work with other artists right now that I'm, you know, I won't mention right now because those are future projects in the long run for the engineers. You know what I mean? So down the line, you know what I mean? We are we are working toward that, man. And it's like you want to be able to get yourself involved. The money is going to come, man, at this point. You're going to be broke, bro, but this is the industry. This is the way it works. You know what I mean? No matter what it is, just get yourself involved. Go into these um, networking parties or open mics. You know what I mean? Get your name out there. Let people know what's up. You know what I mean? And if you catch a vibe of a good person, a good artist, someone you know that you can uh, actually really create something for, get yourself involved in the group. You know what I mean? Get yourself involved in there. Make those beats. Get your name out. Let these people know who you are as a producer, audio engineer, recording artist, mastering engineer, uh, recording engineer. You know what I mean? Anything you do. This is the industry. This is what you need to do. You need to get yourself out there. So, And, and try not to scratch yourself over blowing up overnight. It's not, it's, yeah. it's, it's not the industry to blow up overnight. Everybody ain't got that that one hit one of them might blow up overnight. But you can have one. I'm not saying you can't have one. But when you're putting your stuff out there, don't feel discouraged because it's not doing the numbers you wanted to do. Because you have to build yourself a rep. You got mm-hmm. Don't nobody know you. You got to think about it. you putting the music on YouTube. Don't nobody know you. Mm-hmm. You got to make that pulse. Mm-hmm. pulse. Like you got you to build your own pulse so people can know you. And then putting one song out there and say, oh, I'm going to see what it do. And it don't do nothing. You got to keep feeding your work out there. Something going to catch. Mm-hmm. Not all, not, everything is not going to catch. But something going to catch if you mess around and stick to it and keep putting your music out there and, and build a catalog. Like, mm-hmm. So when somebody hear you, hear that one song that they like from you, they want to go back and say, let me see what else he got going on. Mm-hmm. If he got up with one song up there, they're going to say, oh, it's just one hit, one. Oh, he, he, not, he not serious. Because yeah. you only got one song to show work. Like, mm-hmm. no, get a catalog and feed the world what you can do. Like, mm-hmm. people want, people going to want to hear you. Everybody have a fan base. 
I believe that everyone have a fan base. Yep. It's just up to the artist, the engineer, the producer to get your fan base attention. Like you're gonna have to get their attention some type of way, and not sitting around putting one one song out and say, "I hope it blow." Everyone can't do it. Everyone is not Michael Jackson. <laughs> right, everyone right. is not. Everyone <laughs> is. Everybody is not. Hey, if you can do that, hey, I, 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 hey, you good. But it can happen. Mm-hmm. But you gotta be real, more realistic out here, bro. People won't even then. Somebody gonna want to hear some other work from you, even though that song blow up. Someone gonna want to hear something else from you. They want to hear work by like, what you've been doing other than this song. All right, do you have anything else we can hear? Mm-hmm. They just don't want to hear this song. They want to see can you do it more than one time. Yeah, indeed. The labels, the labels not gonna want. All right, we hear that song, but can you do it again? Mm-hmm. Because some people only can do one song and can't do it on another song. They sound like all right, what happened mm-hmm. on the next song? So if you can sit here and deliver work to the world, feeding the world. Your work and they hear all oh, he doing this on this track, that track, that track. Let me hear what he got going on. They're gonna go down your catalog. Mm-hmm. And then the song that you, you put out the first time didn't get no views or did nobody ain't like, they gonna like it now. Yep. Because now they say, Oh man, it's cold. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look at all the other stuff. And then the more people looking and more and more people is, is hearing you, they gonna be sharing. Oh, man, you ain't hear this, you heard about this guy? This guy cold. He from so and so, so and so place. And they gonna be sharing your work. They said they're gonna be using it in video. They're gonna be using it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna to have to give the world something to listen to. They don't want to just listen to one thing. And that's because... what that's what that alchemist thing is about too. Is he was brought up to that? People were people were introducing him. You know what I mean? As in, yo, right. he's a cool person. You know what I mean? And down the line, people started hearing his work. And that's what it comes down to. Look, man, me, Juan the engineer on Instagram. Um, on my Instagram page, on my TikTok page, Juan the Engineer on TikTok, um, I have my catalog that I'm building up. I'm doing a 30 day beat challenge, and practically every single day I'm on the I'm on the MPD 26, making sure I'm getting some 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 good uh drums in. You know what I mean? I'm working on uh. Daw programs such as Logic. I'm I'm actually interested in Fruit Loops ever since we came from Florida. <laughs> so I'm probably gonna end up getting that as well. But I've been working on Logic for some time now, and um, yeah, Logic has been like my main main thing. So I've been working with instruments when it comes to synths, when it comes to you know brass instruments, uh, chord progressions, and so forth. We're basically working on that, and. All that stuff I'm feeding on my Instagram. You know what I mean? When I'm doing that 30-day beat challenge, I'm showing that I'm practically creating every single day. And every single day I turn on Logic. Every single time I turn on the MPD-26, I'm just on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. It's like the creativity just builds in. It's because I'm so... I'm so in tune and so hungry to just continue to keep creating. And then I have artists who are commenting underneath these beats and saying, man, yo, we got to work on an EP. Yo, man, we got to work on this project. People hitting me up through DMs asking me that they want to work. You know what I mean? It's like I'm going to get myself involved in these things because these guys have these guys have some type of buzz, especially in my city. You know what I mean? So it's like... If I get that artist to record in the in Bay City Studios, 
Um, and they work along with me while I produce the tracks, I engineer the tracks. That's a good look for me. So that way I can get my name out. You know what I mean? Right, right, uh, right. Money-wise, I'm not too big on the money at this point, man. I'm, it is what it is. I can handle my money situation later on. But at this point, I'd rather get the name out more than trying to get some type of uh, a bread that's not going to last me some time. You know what I mean? It's always to, it's always good to have a permanent client than a client that's just going to be there for the day and be out. You get yeah, what I mean? Add on that, well, um, the engineers, you know, um, no clipping engineers, mm -hmm. Juan Stacks and myself, um, in the future, we are putting a project together. We will be coming to a lucky artist city to do a full project with a, Ooh, with a free. I can't wait, for the yo. Free I can't wait producing, for it. Producing, engineer, and mastering. So we're gonna we gonna we gonna have that set up for you know anyone that want to do it. Like we gotta pick someone because Kobe can't be in three different places at one time, mm -hmm. you know. But we will be coming near someone and doing the whole project. But you have to be serious, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You're not coming to playing around, you know. So and we're gonna teach you from the from the start to the finish, from copywriting and getting everything discrolled out. So. Mm -hmm. If that's something that someone want to get, hey, why not, bro? Get contact the engineers, bro. But we're going to have that later on down the line, you know, for people who can grab the information. We will be broadcasting. We will be putting it all on all social media sites. But that's in the making. That's in the making. So and that's I... in the making. We will, we, will be, we will be giving a lucky artist that want to, you know, get make an EP or an album. They don't have the money to or don't have the studio to do it. We will come to you. And we will make that happen for you for the free. Indeed. We'll have a, we we'll have a promo up as soon as possible. You know what I mean? We're actually thinking of maybe blueprinting this whole thing uh, by all the way till the end of this year. And we'll have something already set up and ready for you guys in 2023. So you already heard this right now on the No Clipping Podcast. This is something we're going to be doing. And it's going to be phenomenal. And I can't wait to work with anybody right now. I can't work to wait. Right. I can't work. I can't wait to work with you guys. You know what I mean? Like for real. Like that's that's something we're gonna bring to in, in somebody's city. We're not gonna stop one in one city. We we gonna do multiple artists that mm -hmm. want to blow. It's y'all because we 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 understand the struggle. Everybody can't pay forty to fifty to whatever these studio charging nowadays mm -hmm. um, to get in that studio and record and pay the engineer, pay the master engineer then. Go got paid a lawyer for the legal fees to get the music copyrighted and yep. So we gonna we gonna we gonna do this from the front end to the back end for a lucky artist, not just one. We are gonna be doing this from from here on out, here like throughout the year. Um, yeah, ever so. since that whole vacation in Florida, uh, that's all I've been thinking about. I I passed the thing down to Dre, the engineer. I told him, hey, look, man. We, we gotta do this bro i i i love the idea i love the i love the fact that we was able to like uh you you heard it in the other pot in, in the other uh no clipping podcast episode where we were talking about how we were in a hotel room making beats you know what i mean 12 beats down like it was nothing guys three in the morning until i, def I until i until on beat number six on one of my beats I ended up uh, creating some wild shit because I was I was lit. I'm gonna just be honest with you. I was lit, bro. But but what not, not only that, my my, my guy my guy ears was we were detuned. Yeah, we were bro. shot we at was, that we, point. Our ear, 
Yeah. My ears was gone. Like anybody, that's that's one thing about engineers. Once our ears get tired, mm-hmm. we're not gonna hear anything right. Nothing. I'm like, I'm sitting in that room, like, bro, it's two certified engineers in this room, and we cannot get this one song synced on yeah. tempo. Yeah. Something is wrong. <laughs> Something is wrong. Ain't no, ain't no way. It's no as I said, bro. It, it's time to stop, bro. It's time to stop. It's we, over. We took a and, walk outside, and it's <laughs> since we came back up, <laughs> we still couldn't get it right. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing about anybody that want to be an audio engineer. Your once your ears get shot, it's it's, it's pretty it's, much over for it's the day. Over for the day, and you have to take breaks in between mixing because mm-hmm. once you get your ears time to rest. A break from all the frequency going through your eardrum, mm-hmm. you're gonna go back and hear that song totally different than what you heard it before you took the break. Mm-hmm. And that's that would be a good thing. If it sounds good to you when you come back to it, hey, you on the right track. If it sounds like you need to tweak something, mm-hmm. hey, tweak it. But you have to give your ears a break. You cannot mix a whole song from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Don't give your ears not one break before you submit it to the client. Like I wouldn't submit nothing to the client before taking a break and come back listening to it one last time to make sure that it sounds correctly or everything is level. That's not that's not being a professional engineer just do twisting knobs, thinking it sound right, and submitting it without checking your work. You I have did, to check their work. Yeah, I did have a couple of uh, sessions that I had before, um, and this is uh, practically in school when they gave us sessions to work on. I always told myself and gave myself time because we we spoke about this before. Time management is everything. Um, I gave myself some time to mix a track down, make sure it's good. You know what I mean? And then um, I'll look at the time frame of when I have to have this deadline for this track to be submitted. What I do is I take one day to mix it up, the first mix. You know what I mean? Get a good first mix going in. And even if I just took two to three hours just to do it, it's okay. You know what I mean? I'll even put a I'll put a limit. Always, always time yourself, man. Don't don't just go in it and think like, you know, me, I'm used to it. So that's why I always cut down where I have to cut down. So right, right. you'll cut down, you'll cut down at a certain spot, and then you'll know, all right, yo, I'm gonna give it rest. So that's what I do. I gave a rest before deadline, and I always do it every single day. The last day that I'm about to submit, and I'm, I'm already good. Like, let's say it's a Saturday. And Saturday, it's like, all right, I got the whole mix done. I It, it sounds good as hell and everything. I, you know how I am, Ace. I never submit the first day. I always wait nope. till the last day so I could take my final listen, make my final adjustments, and then submit. That is what you call breaks. In between every single, if you can't take a break, like me, for, for example, I work, I work a a, a job and the job that I work at, you know what I mean? It's like, I have certain days off and certain days on, you know what I mean? So I know, okay, I can't work on this project when I come out of work, you know what I mean? Cause I know that my ears are going to be shot regardless. Not only that, my energy is going to be done. So what I'll do is. Our time, our time management, everything to to the T. So whatever I see, my days are off. I'll be like, all right, I'll work on this Thursday. I'll start it Thursday. I'll work on it more Friday. I'll get it done on Saturday, and Sunday will be my final checkup. That's the way I had everything structured out, and it's 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 important, man. It's important. Breaks are definitely important. 
And right. what, go ahead. You got something else to say? Yeah, I was about to tell him um, meaning breaks. Like some people might say, I don't want to take no break. I want to go and get the work done. Mm-hmm. But um, we is recommending you as engineer, professional engineers, to take your break. But now, how I would do things, mm-hmm. me personally, when I start that track, when I put the headphones on and ready to get this thing, I don't. I take my first break after I pan and balance. We're gonna okay. talk more about the pan and balance mm-hmm. because I don't want to move forward, start processing any sounds until I know that my balance is good. It's so good. once I go in, I'm 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 trying to get like I kind of work at a fast pace because I'm gonna work fast as possible, but mm-hmm. doing everything the correct way. Your ears on a time limit. Once that sound start going through, yep, it's like it's knocking your, t- your time off your ears. So it's like I'm in my head. I gotta work quickly, but make sure I'm doing everything carefully so I can make it to the end of the balance part and then take a break. And mm-hmm. then I'm gonna come back before I do any processing to make sure my balance still sound good to me. Yeah. And if you you know come up with a work, you know a work a work pace. Come up with your own way mm-hmm. to work. Like pace yourself. All right, I'm gonna take a break after I do my panning. All right, is it something you want to do? Do it. I'm gonna mm-hmm. stop my break before I do my my balancing. Uh, I'm gonna stop before I start my process or after my processing. Mm-hmm. However you want to do it, you have to sit there and take a break. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break when I do my first listen through because come on now, you gotta do your first listen through before you even touch anything before you even do anything. You gotta understand what you're listening to or what got to be where, but. You have to set you like sit down and make sure you plan your mixing section out. Like, don't yeah. just go in like I'm about from start to finish. I'm about to sit here and pan, mix, process, compress, have everything all, all set up the first yeah, day. Like, yeah, like you know, you don't go in here trying to do start to finish and trying to submit it to a client. Say, oh, it sounds good to me, and then a client say, hey, something wrong with this, mm-hmm. or something wrong with that, or something wrong with this. Something gonna know, something gonna be wrong. Don't get it twisted. Something that's not going to be right to the client because it's their ears. You know, they hear it different than how we hear. They might mm-hmm. want this turned up a little more. They might want to hear this, or they might want more. They might want want more kick yeah. out of the kick drum. The kick or drum. More, they want more, more snare. Hand. They want the snare needs to snap. The snap. <laughs> <laughs> they want more snare to snap. Well, yeah, shout out so to my man Ryan, bro. Might, <laughs> it might it might be something wrong. You know, from with the on the client side, and it, it's okay, but you don't <laughs> want the whole section to be a disaster because you didn't take yeah. time and pace yourself and get your ears rest. So yeah. that's no, one you, thing you want to do. Now you're right about that, man, and we'll get in tune with that more with you guys, man. We'll make sure of that. So before we even, uh, <clears throat> before but before we even get into all that, you know, what I mean, pacing yourself and all the other stuff. Let's run into the basics real fast for you guys, because I know this is what you're waiting for. You're waiting for, hey, man, get to the damn thing, man. I want to know what's up with the recording <laughs> process and the mixing process. So we're just going to leave you with two basics. The two basics, session setup, man. You don't know how important session setup is. You thought, oh, yeah, you know, just open up Pro Tools, open up Logic, you know what I mean? Open up whatever DAW program you use, you know what I mean? And and you're hitting new, and then you're, you know, you're doing whatever you're doing. You, you hit save or whatever. Guys, you do not know how important session setup is. And to add on that, 
you're going to have to start and be mindful mm-hmm. bef- like before you even load Pro Tools or Logic up. You have to be mindful of what bit depth your audio file is before you even think about even turning around trying to load it into the dock mm-hmm. because you got to set your session up to match your audio bit depth yep. and sample rate. So if them two is wrong, you already wrong. You fall Before into you a wrong thing. Yep, you fall into a wrong Before. thing. You you upload you upload audio that's in a different sample rate, and you'll either hear it slow down or you'll hear it speeding up. <laughs> that's how yeah, that's cr- kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy when we did our first mixing mixing se- um technique class. Yeah, I messed around and changed the sample rate of the uh bounced out MP3 file. And it sped up, and I did not listen to the track, and I submitted it. And the professor said, um, I don't know what happened, but I'm pretty sure that your sample rate has changed from the original sample rate from the audio. Mm-hmm. It sped up. He said, go back and make sure your sample rate is matching with your audio file. And when I went back, it was two different things. It was one of them was sitting over here at sixteen twenty four. Mm-hmm. The other one's over here at twenty four forty eight. And I'm like, oh, Malin changed the bit depth and the sample rate and bounced the file out, not even knowing that I had changed it. And turned it in. And professor was playing as a client. And mm-hmm. my well say I turned in a wrong session into a client because I wasn't checking my work before that's, I submitted. That's an opportunity and loss. Me a lesson. That's an opportunity yeah, I, loss. It taught me a lesson. So so. that happened to me on the radio promo and I didn't even know until I played it back a couple of times. And he's like, um, I think, uh, Juan, I think your sample rate has changed. I think you got the, the, the sample rate wrong on this because it sounds faster. So I'm listening to my vocals and I'm like, what's this guy talking about? You know what I mean? It's the, um, what's, what's the radio promo? You, you, you always say it all the time. I forgot. Uh, Um, Man, I can't think of it at the moment. Oh my God, bro, it's just in my head. <laughs> it was just in my head. Oh my God. Uh, God, I know I say it all the time, bro. Yeah, it, it was like, when we need it, when we need it, we can't even think about it. Bro. Yeah. It's not oh, it's not Sunday, life, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's it. That's Yo, it. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So, um, so that right, the sample rate of. That uh, the instrumental was playing in the back because remember we had to follow what the professor was saying, and right. that sample rate. So I put it. I did everything. I did exactly what he wanted us to do, and everything else. I uploaded the project, and the professor's like, "I think your sample rate is wrong." So I'm like, "Wait, what is he talking about?" So I listened to the track a couple times, and I'm like, "What the hell? It sounds good. What is he? What is he talking about?" So you know me, I get crazy because you know sometimes it's just like shit you know what i mean like i don't know what's going on so he didn't like he didn't give me a bad grade i was just kind of confused you know what i mean so he was like so i was like professor i'm listening to the to the to the radio promo so much right now everything sounds good to me i don't know what you're talking about so then he had to go on video he was like hey uh he was like hey juan uh this is what i'm basically talking about your sample rate is wrong because uh your your beat is going a lot faster than what it originally was. So I'm like, okay. So he plays the video and he plays the track. And I'm like, oh my God. Those type of things. And this is what I always tell Ace. I always tell Stacks the same thing. Small things in a project 
count a lot more than anything that's bigger in the project. Right. The fact about that is, is because you could try to be as perfect as you want with the whole session set up with everything you have. And if you have that little minor thing that messes up, like the radio promo thing and the thing that happened with Ace as well, those type of things matter a lot. Because you're, you're, you, you remember, you in this in this type of field, you need to be detailed, bro. You know what I mean? Right. Remember, you're dealing with you're dealing with somebody's vision, and if somebody personal craft and if, art, yeah. And we're gonna talk about save as later. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> we we need to talk about save as. We need we need to talk about checking the audio files. We right, we're gonna right. talk about we're gonna talk about um. Uh, the X mark on the ad f- ad clips. The X mark on the ad clips. You never add clips. You do something else <laughs> instead of ad clips. You know what I mean? We're gonna we're going to get into this in depth with you guys. But let me just say, like I said, session setup is very important. All right, yeah, it's very important. Like, they probably want to like, well, how do I understand? Where do I get the information to find out what's the audio file set up at? Well, we we will give you that. Right click the audio file that you're going to load up. Mm-hmm. Go to detail, and they're going to have it in the description, mm-hmm. whatever bit depth and sample rate it is. And you take that when you open your session and you setting your session up. You set it at the same thing as you see. The audio file that you have. Yep. And that will keep your session in line with the audio file and and on a, inside the section, so it won't be all crazy speeding up. Cause you're not gonna notice it. Mm-mm. Everything gonna play good while you mixing it mm-hmm. until you're ready to export it from the DAW. And let me just throw That's this out there. Let me just throw this out there too for session setup as well. Just to let you guys know, your interface carries up to 48 um 48 sample rates, right? If you are at 48, you can always move in reverse. But if you're at 44, you can't move up. So remember that, guys. You know what I mean? You can you can go ahead, open up your uh sample rate at 40, 48 kilohertz. It's fine. Boom. Do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? But I'm telling you right now, if you send that session over to another engineer who only does things at 44 kilohertz of sample rate. How's he gonna move forward from that when you you're the one who made a session at 48? You get what I mean? So make sure me. So I'm gonna just tell you my process with session setup. With session setup, I'm always going 48. The only reason why is because it's the highest. You get what I mean? That's the highest. And if I ever have to, I'll move in reverse at 44. It's totally fine. You get what I mean? But there are certain sessions that you have to stay in sample rate. You don't want to always swap them around. You get what I mean? And this comes up to beat makers, producers. You know what I mean? Because producers could be producers could be uh, producing a beat at 44 kilohertz. You know what I mean? And once you upload the session, it'll tell you if you want to change that 44 to 48. And you come to find out that it stretches the, the audio out or it slows it down. You get what I mean? Then you have a problem because after that, you have the beat sounding a lot different than what it is, you know? But just like A said, check check the file. Check the file. Check the details, bro. It don't hurt. 
check the details, see where what sample rate is that audio file, and and then that's how you'll end up being able to set the right um session for your session that you have, you know. Um, and another thing I will say for session setup. Make sure you're saving your session in the right places. You know what I mean? Because um, that is a very, very, very important thing. You have to be able to um, set up your session in a way where you know where it's going to be at. You know what I mean? If you don't have it in a certain spot that you want it, you'll lose it. You'll never find it. And that's what happened with me when I sampled... Um, I forgot what track that was. I forgot it was it was a big pun track, and um I did a. There was a class that we had to to get all the stems for that um thing and just uh switch up the beat using different types of uh of instruments, and I did a big pun. I did big puns um, off with his head. There you go, off with his head. That beat. I ended up uh using different instruments to create something different i can never find that session ever <laughs> i can't I, I can find the file i got the file but if i want to change it, it bro you deleted it bro <laughs> i probably did honestly point, you, de you deleted it at this point honestly at this point i feel like i did i am not gonna lie to you i feel like i did and then um we'll run into the second thing here for the record like i said this is only basics guys we're only hitting you with the basics at this point let's talk a little bit about microphone placement Microphone placement in a studio environment, okay? And let me just get this here, bro. Home studios right now are very big. And the reason... Everybody got a home studio nowadays. And the reason Everybody being... And the reason being for that is because equipment has changed over time. You know what I mean? It's to that point where it's most of these interfaces, most of these microphones, they have like their own type of... Um, EQ settings or compressions built inside of that microphone where it's like, you know, it helps from from catching any um, outside noise, you know? So, so let's talk a little bit about microphone placement. Um, on my side of things, when it comes to microphone placement, I was always that person that puts a microphone directly in the corner of the wall. Why put a microphone in the corner of the wall? Someone just asked that question. It's like, one, what are you saying? Why would I put a microphone in the corner of the wall? That sound crazy. Like, I don't want to be in the corner of no wall. Like, you go in the corner. I'm not in time. <laughs> I mean, and this all comes down to if you have enough space. Because let me tell you, I know Ace seen the old, um, the old studio I used to have, you know. Right, small right. little square box. You I know still I mean? like that studio. I love it too. I, I love like it too. That's, that's, that's a perfect studio. It, 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 honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. It was one of the best. I am not going to lie. You know what I mean? I love Bay City Studios, but that up there was just amazing, bro. It was just... I had perfect. a I had a London 8 kit installed in that studio. Uh, if you guys don't know what that is, uh, just Google it up. It's called the London 8 kit. For anybody who has... Uh, uh, a studio the size of a hundred square foot, so it's small, and right. it, it it's up to a hundred square foot. The room that I was in was lesser than that, 
So I used the London A kit and it padded up the room a lot, man. It did it did wonders for that room. Let me tell you, it did wonders for that room. And um I used to have the microphone placed on the corner. The only reason being for that is because there's not enough space. But the thing is, a lot of engineers think that placing the microphone on the corner is going to do them justice. But this is the way they do it. They put the microphone very close to the corner of the wall, thinking it's going to stop any type of sound from bouncing all over the place. Now, when you now you got to think about it. When you put a microphone on the wall, in the corner of the wall, and you don't have any sound treatment put into that studio, do you know where that sound is going to be bouncing around? It's not even coming back to the microphone. That sound is bouncing all over the damn walls of the studio and doesn't even know where to go anymore at this point. Do you get what I mean? Like a stray bullet flying around. Picture a stray bullet just flying around the room. Beep, 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 yeah, beep, like, beep, like the cartoons and shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> how the sound is moving off the walls. And people like, sound move like that? Like, yeah. yeah, sound move like that. And your engineer going to hear when he listens to that track mm -hmm. that your room was not treated. You like you must try to do some type of room treatment or get something that can cover the mic to have treatment can to keep that sound or outside sound from hitting that mic again. Chaotica Ball. I don't know if everybody's been heard right, of that. Right. Make sure you guys right. go ahead and look that up as well. Chaotica Ball. I brought a Chaotica Ball and I didn't need it. I didn't even need it, but I brought it anyway because I wanted to see what, you know, uh what was the big deal about it. But the Chaotica Ball really helps out a lot but let me tell you something like the chaotica ball it, it like when you put it on depends on what type of microphone you use too um i'm using the akg c214 but at that time i bet i think i was using the mxl 990 at the time and i put that um chaotica ball on the mxl 990 or i put it on the akg now some of these microphones don't need that that's the situation, you know what I mean? The, I, I honestly, right. I honestly believe that the AKG C214 doesn't need that uh, because I feel like the microphone already gives you that nitty grittiness that you're looking for. You know what I mean? Right. Adding. Like, the what is this ball? What is this ball? One. What is this ball? <laughs> for everybody on it, was uh, the one to understand the ball. It's just a foam little ball. Mm -hmm. like foam little, like the foam shape. It's, it's foam, mm -hmm. and it go over the mic. And it cover up the mic, so when you rapping or speaking into the mic, mm -hmm. the sound is trapped. So it's only hearing the vocal that you speaking into the mic. Yep. Just a little foam, little piece shaped like a ball, covering the mic up, so that nothing else can hit the mic but the vocals that you speaking into the mic. Mm -hmm. That's Indeed. for people that want to break it down and get it understand. What is yeah. this? Can I all oh, he talking about? And also, too, on top of that, just to let you know, it creates a lot of mid. Oh my god, it creates a lot of mid, bro. You don't understand. The that the chaotica ball does that. And it was doing that to me, doing to the fact is because that studio that was upstairs was already well padded up, especially using the London uh, London A kit. You know what I mean? I didn't need more padding. At that point, I felt the chaotica ball was gonna be good. But at that point, when I was recording uh artists. And I was even recording some of my tracks. I started realizing how how much mid was inside of the, the vocals that I was recording. So 
So use the chaotic ball just for if you don't have a well-padded room, you know what I mean, or or something like that. So now, like I said, microphone placement on the corner of my, you all right? <laughs> microphone placement, microphone placement on the corner of the wall. Don't place it all the way to the corner, guys. Leave it a little bit away from the wall. Leave it away a little bit away from the wall. If you're gonna record somebody, leave it a, a little bit away from the wall. And if you could try to get right. one, try to get one of those. I don't know what it's called. I forgot what it was called. It's like a little platform that goes on the backside of the like a reflection shield. Yeah, I have a reflection shield on 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 one of my stands there. So try to get yeah, one I of those. It'd definitely help out a lot for sure. I mean, don't like I said, don't place the microphone directly on the corner of the wall. Me here at Bay City Studios, what I do is I place the microphone directly in the middle of the room. The only reason being for that, let me just tell you guys, is <clears throat> it's because this room has a lot of insulation in it. You know what I mean? So all that sound that's trying to travel out can't travel out. But what I will say is this. I do have to put sound panels in the studio room, but tracks have been coming out lovely due to the fact that, like I said, the microphone that you chooses is what gives you the sound that you're looking for. You know, uh, right. truth be told, you know, produced by Juan the engineer, uh, big pep, very big, uh, nice, nice track on SoundCloud. You guys could check it out. Juan the engineer on Instagram, click the link in my bio and it'll take you over to the SoundCloud where I have, uh, Big Pep's track at. Um, we recorded that here at Bay City Studios, and um, I put it directly in the middle, you know? And the reason being for that is because of how well-padded this room is, you know? Podcasting, the same exact thing when there's podcasting here. Right now, I'm doing this podcast directly in Bay City Studios right now. I'm inside of the booth, and I'm recording this with you guys right now. But what, why does my vocal sound so good? It's because of the microphone I chose. You feel what I'm saying? Right, right. So <clears throat> so microphone placement can be anything. But it, it all depends on how the room is treated, where you put the microphone, where you think it's going to be really good, where sound doesn't travel all over the place. And and get yourself a London AK. If you if you guys have a, um, a little small booth or a little small um, studio space, Get yourself a London AK. I tell you right now, it's gonna make a big difference, a big difference. Or if you don't, you don't want to want to go to the more cheaper route. You don't want to, you know, spend the money. Get yourself some foam. Get yourself something that sound do not bounce off of. Mm -hmm. Get yep. you something that when sound hit, it hit the floor, like it just drop. You don't want to bounce nowhere. It just drop. That like and pad everything up around your space that you're going to be recording in. Like some mm -hmm. people use cloth and covering their whole mic up they just make themselves a, a little booth with cloth and cover and sheets and stuff mm -hmm. anything that can stop that sound from bouncing off walls and bouncing around get yourself that and yep. that will also work you know you don't have to just go spend all this ridiculous amount of money for a kit if you mm -hmm. don't have it but if you have it get yourself the kit like we would, we would recommend that kit over anything because yeah. it's already how you was already there that you like all you gotta do is hang it up and put it in certain places yeah I, be room. I believe it's a I, I if i'm not mistaken i believe it's a hundred dollars if i'm not mistaken it's a it's a well invested um it's it's a well invested acoustic panels man i really thought it was going to be crap 
But ever since I installed it, and look at the reviews on YouTube, you know, uh, don't look at the negative reviews, bro. Like, in all honesty, at this point, you have to try it in order to see what we're talking about. And me, on the other hand, right. like I said, I train my ears, so I already know what sounds good or what sounds bad. You know what I mean? So do that. Don't be scared to invest. Don't be scared to invest in the equipment that mm-hmm. will make your sound sound better. Like, yeah. that's part of the process. You have to invest in yourself. You know, and to get where you're going. Like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, investing in certain things that, you know, that you think they're going to make your sound sound better. Like, mm-hmm. get it. You think it's going to make you sound better than what you're sounding now? Get it. Don't be afraid to do it. Uh, don't just do it because you see other people with it now. Yeah. Understand mm-hmm. what it's doing before you buy it. Don't just do it. I, I, I want to do it because I want to look professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not always the case. Like, you know. That was my case in the beginning. <laughs> that was my I case. Look professional. You, you just buy a lot of gear. You don't know what it does. Like, <laughs> nah. like, no, don't do that. Don't just waste your money like that. Understand what it do before you buy. It. Don't just go around wasting money because you want to look professional. Do your you research. Professional yep. When you start producing professional work, mm-hmm. that's Indeed. how you're going to look professional. You know, that's, that's the number one way you're going to look professional, not buying, because nobody really care how you look when you're doing the work. As mm-hmm. long as you get the job done and it sounds professionally, that's all they care about. Indeed. But they don't really care about how you look when you get in it. They're not looking at you. They're not saying, oh, yeah, he look like he doing what he doing. You know, sometimes it's okay to look professional in certain situations, like meetings and stuff like that, going out, fostering mm-hmm. yourself. But when you're in that studio going to work, Man, don't nobody care how you how you look. They didn't want to know can you get the job done. Mm-hmm. So don't just buy stuff to look professional if you don't know what it's you, you yeah. buy it for or what, what is how it works, the product you buy. But and, don't be afraid to purchase stuff either mm-hmm. though. So. And and just to throw this out there too, remember guys, and this and this is something that you're gonna learn later on when we speak a little bit more about the recording and mixing process. Less is more. Less is more. And that's what it is when it comes to equipment sometimes, bro. Less is more. You do like, not want to just go all out. Yeah, yeah. I just hear I'm hearing I'm hearing these voices over here tonight, bro. Like, <laughs> what you is, mean? What you mean less is less is more? Then I I wanna I'm gonna do more. We'll, to we'll, get more. we'll talk about more of that later <laughs> on, let you guys know what's up. But we just They're like <laughs> they're like well, i'm hearing these voices i'm i'm i'm, I'm asking the voice i hear the voices they yeah. got they sitting here listening to our podcast they're gonna say whoever ace is we thank him because he heard us before we even read heard the podcast and i'm asking look i'm asking the phone like they don't know what you're saying bro it's like less mean more you talking chinese to him right now they're like, what? <laughs> what are you saying Yo, the, we're going to break it down to you. Even that, bro. You know what I think is going to be amazing on this podcast for everybody, too, man? I I feel like when we start reviewing albums, uh, like great albums and stuff, and, and actually sitting here and talking to everyone about everything we hear in the album, you know what I mean? Like all the arrangements, yeah, all the elements. Yeah, I think it's going to be wonderful, yo. I really yo, feel like that. We don't have one person that want to test test our knowledge to see if we actually hearing what we hear. Yeah. <laughs> ah, we, we'll be waiting on you. Whoever you are, we'll be waiting on you. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for that, man. I honestly can't uh, wait we'll for that. We're going to personally put you on the air <laughs> just for you to do that. 
but even but even that guys just to let you guys know the recording and mixing process this is just two of the basics session setup and microphone placement we already hit you with some information here we're gonna go down the line man and and certain episodes giving you guys more from vocal chaining from gain staging uh subgrouping color coding uh freaking uh recording vocals below negative 6 db what 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 would you say one recording vocals below no, negative 6 db I what read, i read online i heard the voice i read online that you supposed to record your vocals around negative 6 db you are not gonna tell me otherwise I just, hey i heard the voice they don't understand it and but there's a reason for that you, there's a reason for that but, but let me tell you whoever it is out there about that it's yelling at you right now Warren. <laughs> everyone had their own way of recording vocals yeah mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying we're not gonna we're not saying that you wrong mm-hmm. we're just giving you our tips industry standards our, right like we're just giving you what we do we're not saying you totally wrong you know, we're not saying you're wrong. We not we don't know how mm-hmm. you record. Only way you go wrong is you you clipping. Mm-hmm. Because we hey we don't do no clipping over we here. We do no clipping here. No clipping hey, at the no so, clipping podcast. So if, you, if if you recording and you clipping, ah uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would I would go to the extent to say if you recording and you recording around negative two dB, ah uh, you still clipping to me. You still yeah. clipping to me because what cause what can we? What, we're going to get into why you shouldn't do that. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll, we'll get, get into, into all that. that. We'll get but into we, all but, that. <laughs> but the guy that's yelling at you one is saying, I read online <laughs> that around negative 6 dB is good. <laughs> and we, and you you know what? You you right. I'm, but I'm, we want to show you or tell you reason why we're saying under a negative 6. It uh, is a minimum. And there's a maximum. Yeah. So. And then here and here's something that I will say, just to brush that off too. Um we're not trying to tell you not to record on like we're not trying to tell you that recording on negative six DB is bad. You know what I mean? But there's a process on why we do it below negative six DB. And that's where we're gonna wait for another episode to mention to you guys. So that way we'll go through that process. Cause that'll be the next episode. We're gonna be talking about recording vocals below negative six DB. Uh we're gonna be talking about vocal chains. Uh and we're gonna actually let's reverse that. We're gonna talk about recording vocals below negative six DB and we're gonna talk about gain staging game stage then we'll talk about vocal chains right right. that's what we'll do all right so and to add on that add on that (laughs) before you get off the subject about the negative six yeah it is certain things depending on what you're doing Mm -hmm. you do want to get close to a negative six when it comes down to like designing song, like mm-hmm. I said, designing song, uh, designing sounds, <laughs> yeah, game, <laughs> like gaming, you want to get close to that negative mm-hmm. six because you don't want you don't want to have to do too much processing. Yeah, when it comes because you have to do a ton of processing as it is. Yeah, you don't want to be sitting here fighting for levels, and you could have easily recorded at a negative six and got good levels on it. So it's certain things that you. You can be doing when it comes down to recording that mm-hmm. you want to get close to a negative six. Yeah. But we saying no, no. What we saying? We saying vocals here. Mm-hmm. We ain't saying just recording in general. Mm-mm. We just saying vocal vocals. Vocals. Yep. So it is a certain thing that you want to record close to that negative six. 
because you don't want to be sitting here fighting for frequencies and you know fighting, yeah. and then you end up compressing, trying to make it louder. Then you you compressing yeah. too much stuff that you don't want to compress because you didn't record high enough. So it's certain things that we we can say that you do want to get close to that negative six dB. Yeah. So you're not totally wrong. No, you're not. You're not. No. And 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 that's good. That's what I'm trying to say. Me, me being me, I am um uh, that my recording process as I get below it or I get on top of negative six dB. But there's a there's a reason being for that, and that's why I want to share. I want to share it with you guys on the next episode of the No Clipping Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are wrapping this up. Episode three, baby. You already know me and the homeboy Dre, the engineer Juan, the engineer. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're gonna hit you up with some more knowledge the next episode. I hope you understand the logic of uh, session setup and microphone placement. Um. Make sure you guys go ahead and uh, follow me on Instagram at Wandy Engineer. Um, you can go ahead and follow my man Ace uh, as Dre the Engineer on Instagram. Uh, we will be having a lot more set up on the podcast. We're just starting off because we're still thinking about like freaking websites and all the other stuff. Man, we got a lot to go, man. But y'all, as of now, we got a lot of stuff. We about to we about to kick y'all away, bro. It's yeah. Just, trust the process. Stick around. Trust the process. And you're going to be rewarded at the end of the day because we got nothing but knowledge to feed you. Mm-hmm. So, so just stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. Thank you for everybody who's been listening on Spotify. We've been looking at the analytics. I love you all. Thank you guys for listening on Spotify. Everybody who's been listening on Anchor, thank you very much. We'll be on placements as uh, Apple very soon. We'll be on placements as iHeartRadio. We're, we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. You know what I mean? But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in to the No Clipping Podcast. And as always, make sure your mixes are never Not clipping. Clipping.